Hi, this is Greg Lamberson, and you are listening to Without Your Head. And I have a long history of film without heads. We have no head in Slime City. We have no head in Killer Rack. And we have no head in Johnny Gruesome's. Check out all those headless films. The station of decapitation without your head, and we're here. At Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. It took me two years to uh, completely remember the name without, without looking. It's a yeah, long one. It is. And I'm here with Seb Godin. Is this, it's uh, let me pronounce this right. Seb Godin. Seb Godin. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Godin. Godin. Jodin. Yeah. I took French in uh, high school, but I don't remember much of it. Yeah. Parlez-vous français? Je parle français. Oui. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to see you again. It's great to see you. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because it's two years now or I'm a more positive guy, but I, I feel like there's uh, we're not as awkward anymore. No, like even just in talking in person yeah. off camera, you've got a lot more uh, personability to you. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. So it's good to see. Yeah. Yeah. And so you don't have anything this weekend, but I know you've got a lot of stuff. Uh, well, I say this weekend, but it's this week. But yeah, I know you have a lot of stuff in the works. I do have a lot of stuff in the works. Uh, I've been on the show, on the podcast a few times. I talked about like Animator and Ouija Mummy, which are yeah. coming out through Wild Eye oh, this really? year. That's awesome, because we get a lot of stuff from Wild Eye. Yeah. So I know they'll also have very cool covers. They, they do. do. cool covers. So. I, we've discussed ideas for the cover for Ouija Mummy. Uh-huh. I think it's going to be really rad. Uh, Slimoids will be out. I cannot say from who, but they'll be out next month. Mm-hmm. So Slimoids, it'll be on a double feature, I can say that much, with yeah. another really cool movie. Uh, I just finished shooting Dino Gore. Oh, nice. Which is, uh, I can misdescribe it as Evil Dead meets uh, Dino, uh, with Carnosaur. I like it. I like it. And uh, in October, I'm getting ready to shoot a new film, which is very different. I'm retiring the puppets and the slime for a little while. Okay, I was just saying, not forever. Not just forever. Right, right. For a little bit. So there are, it's more of a vacation. It's, yes. Slime vacation. A hiatus. Right, okay. It's, um, it's going to be a more artsy type film. Yeah. It's a vampire movie, very heavily inspired by Jean Rolland, and German expressionism is the main aesthetic as yeah. well. So we're shooting that in October, and uh, it's funny, I said I'm taking a hiatus from Puppets and Slime, but it's not only from Slime, because the movie I want to do right after that is going to be the, the messiest one. All right, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's good, though. It's good to see you explore other, th- other interests. Yeah, no, like, I have a really wide range of what I love. Like, I always talk about movies I like. I bring up, like, Incredible Melting Man and Slime mm-hmm. City and all these movies. But, like, one of my favorite movies of the past ten years is The Witch. And yeah. I love, like, really quiet, slow burn horror on top of that. And I thought, like, I always talk about how much I love different things, but I don't really make different things. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. And a lot of your things are driven, well, I think all your things are driven by the monster. Yeah. So will this be more character-based? Well, here's the weird thing is my original intention when I started filmmaking with, like, my short films and stuff was I wanted to make movies 
I wanted to make monster movies about monsters, mm -hmm. and I feel like somewhere along the line, I lost that. I ended up using the monsters as villains or as props for humans to interact with. Right. So starting with this new artistic film that I want to start uh, working on, I want to go back to it being the monsters, the central protagonist. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I think the original Universal monster movies, you know, they're called monster movies, yeah. but really all the monsters in them are not really villains. Or I think, I can't remember who it was. It was somebody who worked at a Universal who said, the reason why those movies still work to this day is because you're not afraid of the monsters, you're afraid for the monsters. Yeah, yeah they all have, either they all have a reason for what they're doing, or, yeah. you know, you feel bad for most of the monsters. The only exception is Dracula. I think we all like to... Yeah, I think he's the real, he's just kind of an ass. I think, think it's Kim Newman who wrote, have you ever read the Anno Dracula books? No. Or Kim Newman wrote those, and he once said, you know, Frank Stein's a monster, he just wants to be loved, the mummy wants to resurrect his dead uh, romantic interest. Dracula, I think we all like to think he's just a bastard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I know we, we share a love for uh, for Frankenstein, yeah. and I was actually angered. I went to see a Frankenstein with uh, live um, music, which was a great idea, because it's got yeah. live score. But the score was so wrong that, like, so when he's, like, killing people, they have this real angry music, like, he's, like, the... And it should it, be sad music. Yeah, and it, it was like, they didn't understand the movie, and then it really, uh, which made me realize how much, which you kind of know anyway, but how much score, like, really can enhance a movie. In this case, it took away from a, you know, yeah. a great movie. You know, uh, that's my dream project, mm -hmm. is Frankenstein. And I feel like with these next two projects that I want to start working on, I'm inching myself closer to doing yeah. that. Well, well, like, would you do it from the book, or would you, like, have a different setting? Or? Half and half. Yeah. Half and half. I would really love to do the period setting. Yeah. We both know how expensive that is. Right, right. You can go over, like, rent a yeah. castle. And, uh... One thing that we, and I had focused on too, but every movie person that takes the monster's perspective is always about the psychological element, the loneliness, the lack of uh, yeah. parent. I'd love to do something that's more body horror oriented, something that's like, well, would his limbs operate in the right order? Would, like, his body be, like, would it function the same way? I want to mm -hmm. do something that's an exploration of what it's like to be in the body of a monster. Interesting. Have you seen the play that, um... Yes, and that's where I got the idea, like, the first the beginning minutes, of it, yeah. Him struggling to walk, that's where I got the idea, yeah. like, the legs shaking all the time. Yeah, yeah it made that. me think of that exactly, uh, which I love that, that play, by so the way. Good. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, who do you prefer as the doctor and who do you prefer as the monster? Um... Because I think Cumberbatch better is better as both. I would agree with that. I, I was actually thinking Doctor Strange because I couldn't remember his name, but yeah, Cumberbatch. I think is I think he's better as both too. Because yeah. I get to see both of them two different years. But I think both are, are good actors. But uh, yeah, he good. he plays. I like both versions better when he's playing. Yeah. Well, I like both. That didn't make any sense. I like I like both versions, but I like him best in, in both versions. When he plays the Doctor, when he plays Frankenstein. He kind of has an extra sympathetic quality because he, he almost plays him as a sociopath. He has this disconnect from his wife and everyone else. Yeah. But there's this moment where he's trying to tell his wife that he loves her, and he has to stop himself and say, I do love you. And it's like a very sad moment that Johnny Lee Miller doesn't give it. Mm -hmm. But then as the monster, Johnny Lee Miller's also too short and also not sympathetic feeling. Enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like Cumberbatch is the best of both. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh 
It really captures, I think, what the book is about. And it's about fatherhood. Yeah. It is. It's about what happens when we're raised without love and what... It, 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 its main theme, which is always fascinating to me as well, is this, like how the world corrupts you, how you are born innocent and the right. world makes you what you are. Yeah. yeah. Which the, the ends, I don't give away the end if people haven't seen it, but it, it's such a strong ending. It's powerful. Well... I, I'm just gonna say spoiler alert. So yeah. I want to talk about the ending. When he does what he does to the wife at the yeah, end, yeah. it's um, it's fascinating because it almost comments on how society raises us to be so focused on you need to find a wife, you need to have someone to sleep with, you need to find this and that, and that corrupts him to the point where he thinks this is what he needs to do to be a man. Mm -hmm. And it's the saddest thing. It is. Yeah, and his explanation for it. So now I'm a man. Yeah. It's a really powerful moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's great. So, um, let's see, uh, We Dream of Me. Yes. So, uh, I know we talked about it last time. But <laughs> yeah. I, were you filming it last time? Or, or? Uh, last time I had just finished shooting it. Okay. Yeah. So, has it taken a while to do the post-production? Yeah, everything? like uh, Clint Kelly, who's been editing it, he's a busy guy. So, he's been editing on his off time, and uh, the score took a little bit of time. Yeah. We, do you normally edit your own stuff, or do you always have someone else edit? Oh, I haven't edited my own stuff since college. Yeah. I don't think I could edit my own stuff. I always think it's fascinating when someone does edit because I, I I know just from not even doing a movie, just if I do a video review, especially with somebody else, yeah. I always want to keep everything that I remember, like mm -hmm. having a good time, even if it maybe it doesn't necessarily fit in with it. And I would always think I would have a problem with that. that that's always my fear too, because uh, you know my movies are usually pretty short. I try not to overstretch them. Yeah, the next one's gonna be a little bit longer. I hope. But uh, I'm afraid that if I cut them myself, they'd be grotesquely, like, right. draggy, because I would just throw in everything I shot. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned uh, Dinner and a Movie earlier. It was a video uh, review to do with Anvil. And all our reviews would be longer than the movie. And it was because I wouldn't want to edit anything. It's like, well, yeah. this is funny. Or, oh, we had a good time here, so I don't want to take this out. Yeah. It'd be like a three-hour review of an hour and 20-minute movie. But. Yeah. But that's why that's kind of what I love about the podcast too is that sometimes it just goes on and on and I can just listen to you guys forever. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm, it's fun that way. Yeah, it is fun. It's like it's like yes, I get to be with friends for four hours. Yeah, yeah well, that's great because that's what I hope it, it feels yeah. like. For, that's what someone I would want to listen to. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I hope it, it comes across like that. Yeah, yeah. like um, I don't know. It gives me the same feeling I got when I first discovered the YouTube community back in mm -hmm. the early two thousands about video collection talk. Yeah. People talking about their collections. Like that's the vibe I still get from it. Like yes, I get to be with a friend for a little bit. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, thank you. So I don't want to make this all about me. I kind of do, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Weed Your Mummy. So uh, for people who who haven't watched the other one, they should go back and watch it. But uh, give them an idea of what Weed Your Mummy is. Uh, Weed Your Mummy is about. Such a cool name. Oh yeah, it's a great title. Thank you. I came up with it myself. Yeah. Um, Very good. It's about a couple that moves into a house, which used to belong to this Egyptologist, and yeah. she passed away. Left behind these artifacts in the house, and uh, while messing around with the Ouija board, the wife accidentally pisses off the spirit of this Egyptian princess uh -huh. who possesses her, and uh, things go pretty uh, batshit. Very good. And so, have you ever used the Ouija board? You know, when we got the Ouija board used as a prop before I messed it up and made it all cool looking for <laughs> right. the movie, uh, Dustin Hubbard and I, we uh -huh. sat down and we said, fuck it, let's just give it a try. Yeah, let's yeah. see what it's like. And nothing happened. Oh, okay. I was really disappointed. I wanted some spooky event. Yeah. Do you believe that kind of stuff? Or I'm iffy on it. I believe in like a lot of like cryptozoology stuff, but mm -hmm. ghosts I've never had like much connection with, so I don't know. I don't discredit it. I'm kind of the same way. Like I don't necessarily believe it, 
if I saw I've never it. had, yeah, yeah, I've never had any experience. But I, we did use a Ouija board once with Annabelle, and it was uh, at a cemetery by me. Mm-hmm. And I went in not really thinking anything of this, and it actually, it actually did. We did get answers. Oh, nice. And they were very, very mundane, mm-hmm. which made me believe it more because I would think if you, even if you weren't, if one of us was moving it, even if we didn't realize, you'd come up with something outrageous. Yeah. As opposed, it was like. Like a teacher, and it was, it was the warlord of an ancient. <laughs> right. Yeah, this was like yeah. I was like a teacher. And nothing exciting happened, but had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Then we used it again in um, in Salem. Yeah. Salem Halloween night at midnight. Oh wow! Nothing happened. Nothing. Yeah. Oh man. That then someone told me it's like, well, they probably go if they were like spirits. They were like, this is too cliche, so we're not giving this guy anything. That's your vacation. That's that's another thing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Ouija Mummy. What was the other one? Uh, like Animator. Well, I know that yeah. that was going to be like a double feature. Yeah. Oh, Dino. Uh, uh, Dino Gore, yeah. which I just finished shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dino Gore will be out. It'll be my first straight to video on demand release. Oh, cool. So I'm trying out to yeah. see if people like it. Be out on DVD in December, hopefully, for Dino December. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Because what else is there to celebrate in December? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dino, whatever, yeah. Dino Gore, uh, I didn't write it. It was written by my friends uh, Jacob Dressler, who runs BrainMutant.com, and Ken Mayen. They wrote this script based on a fake trailer Ken has in his movie Nasty. Oh, nice. uh, which is funny because it's actually going to be finished before Nasty gets finished. Okay. Um, it's cool. It's like uh, Evil Dead, but instead of demons, it's dinosaurs. I like this. So. Yeah. So how, how did you, uh, what kind of dinosaurs are in this uh, So we, uh, the, the script called for like, it was going to be like gremlins, but there's like a bunch of them, but they don't really have much of a personality. So I wanted three main ones. We had uh, Stegorex. Are small dinosaurs? Uh, they're about human size, okay. these ones. There's Stegorex, Triceratops, and Deinonychus. Uh-huh. The scheduling got messed up with the guy making the puppets, so we had to scrap two of them, so just Stegorex, and then a bunch of like little hand puppet ones. Basically, we have one big puppet, which was made specifically for the movie. Then for the little ones, I went to the dollar store and I caked them in latex and paint uh-huh. and made them look a little bit different. Yeah. So uh, we got like our little generic minion dinosaurs and our big bad, which is still Yeah, I like it. What are some of your favorite dinosaur movies? Uh, the Valley of Guanji. I have not seen that, but... Have you heard of it? No. So it's a stop-motion Ray Harryhausen I'm a huge... Yeah, okay, awesome. That's what I grew up with. So, uh, I tried to get Harryhausen on the show many times, and it worked out, unfortunately. Oh, really? That would have been awesome. Yeah. It's cowboys discover this lost valley of dinosaurs, and they bring one back to their small, like, Mexican village they live in, and yeah. a rampage. It's like King Kong, but in Mexico with a dinosaur. Nice. Uh, I love Jurassic Park, obviously. I do, too, yeah. It's a perfect movie. Yeah. Um... Carnosaur. I was gonna say Jurassic Park to me is like a uh, an example of like a blockbuster movie that, but that's a great movie. Yeah, it's a it fantastic does, you know blockbuster movies don't have to be just a dumb you know. Explosion. No, the characters are great, great mm-hmm. performances, great atmosphere. The effects have aged so well. Yeah, yeah, they totally still hold up. Like the CG's better than some CG I see now. Yeah, I agree. I when I watch the specials, I think because um, my biggest problem with a lot of CG is, is does it seem like there's weight? Yeah. And uh, but when you, you feel walk, every thud, yeah, yeah, because I think it's the sound. They, they, there's a combination of everything that makes it feel like it's actually there. I feel like that's something that the most recent Godzilla did really well too. Is there's a lot yeah. of weight to the CG characters, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, Jurassic Park, Carnosaur, Carnosaur's very fun. Um, there's a '70s one called The Last Dinosaur. Is that an animated movie? No, that's Last Unicorn. But yeah, 
Well, that's a good movie, The Last yeah, Unicorn. Good, yeah. um, but The Last Dinosaur, uh, The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. That's a great one, yeah. Um, yeah, I love dinosaur movies. There's another Japanese one called uh, The Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds. I like it. Yeah, which is a plesiosaur fighting a pterodactyl. Okay. That's a great movie. You should find it if you haven't seen it. Uh, the original Rodan. Yeah. Man, I just love dinosaur movies. There's very few dinosaur movies. That you don't like. like. Yeah. 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 So do you use stop motion in this? No, we wanted to, but, you know, yeah. it's a budgetary thing. Yeah. So they're all puppets, but puppets have their own charm. Yeah, I'm a big fan of stop motion anytime. Me too. Even it shows up in, like, Basket Case and it's totally out of, uh, it doesn't make sense within the movie, but I love it. Um, have you ever seen a movie by Don Doler called The Alien Factor? No. It ends with a great, like, they're alien creatures, but it ends with a dinosaur lizard stop motion creature. Uh-huh. So you should see that one. Yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite Harryhausen uh, creature or scene or anything? My favorite Harryhausen scene is the Hydra in Jason and the Argonauts. My favorite Harryhausen creature is the Emir from 20 Million Miles to Earth. Okay, yeah. I know it's kind of cliche, but mine's definitely the skeleton scene, especially as a D&D kid and, you know. And, uh, I mean, I also love the fight between uh, the centaur and the griffin in Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Yeah, that's awesome. Just all of them are awesome. And that's the stuff that inspired me as a kid, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, I was going to ask that. Uh, well, you just uh, named some of it, but what are some of the things that made you love monsters? Uh, wow, like Universal Monster Movies, Hammer, mm-hmm. huge Godzilla fan all my life. Uh-huh. Uh, when I discovered Godzilla, I was like four or five years old. My grandmother bought me Godzilla 1985 on VHS. Uh-huh. I wore that tape out. It was the first movie ever made me cry. First movie I remember seeing in a theater was Godzilla 2000. Mm-hmm. So, like... Those were the ones that really... What is it about Godzilla? Uh, Man, there's a couple things. Like, there's obviously the obvious traits, like, he's a big dinosaur who has 32 movies to his name, so it's endless. That's true, you you keep watching more of them without watching the same movie. But there's also this element to him where he has a personality that other giant monsters don't have. There's, like, even if he's the good guy or the bad guy, there's this consistent personality of a thing that shows up, it has a purpose, it doesn't give up. It's just a very endearing character. I think. There's a lot of soul to him. Did you like the new Godzilla? I know you mentioned well, I loved it. I, I, I just loved it, it too. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. Uh, it was, those were some of the best movies to watch on the, on the big screen, yes. especially if you could see an IMAX. And that guy, uh, Michael Dougherty, guy who did Trick or Treat, yeah, yeah. I knew he'd do a great job because he understands that monsters need a personality. You can't treat them like effects. They're mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. And uh, I thought the movie did a great job with that. Yeah. And the fight scenes are amazing. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, that's the movie that five-year-old Sebastian thought about his uh-huh. entire childhood and never thought it would happen. Yeah. But, like, there's this big-budget movie where it's got Ghidorah and Rodan <laughs> and Mothra. It's awesome. Yeah. I remember even just seeing the, the, the trailer. Uh, not the first trailer wasn't my favorite, but when they did the second one, it's really just like the... Um, who is the, the three-headed guy? I'm bad with things. Uh, Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Yeah. Uh, it's just like when he, when he appears for the first time. Yeah. And I remember I was in the theater, it was IMAX, and I was kind of on my phone, honestly, because most of the trailers I see a bunch of times because I still go to the movies so often, yeah. and then that one popped up, I was like, oh, this is, this is pretty awesome. It yeah. kind of made you feel like a kid, it's very awe-inspiring. Yeah, it is, and that's the vibe you should get. I feel like, yeah, there needs to be terror there, but you're supposed to kind of have this sense of wonder about them. Mm-hmm. That's what Spielberg did really with well Jurassic with Jurassic Park. Park yeah. yeah, I agree, because, yeah, that's lost in some of the later ones, I think. It is, um... Some of it's the yeah. music, too. The music has that feel. Yeah. I thought that... What was the last dress? The Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom? 
when it was like on the house. A lot I thought that was interesting because they knew they couldn't replicate that, so they tried to make like a gothic horror movie. Out yeah, of it's it. a lot. I think it needed a lot of work, but it, it was an interesting idea. It would actually, it did have a scary scene when the when the when it's coming through the window on the kid. I didn't think had like yeah. Was, what I loved like going back to the gothic horror thing, it almost felt like Nosferatu, but yeah. with a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's such a cool concept. And I love the last 40 minutes of that movie just for that sequence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... Uh, so the um, the vampire movie. Yes. So you have a... You, when are you going to film it, I guess? October. That's right. October. So you have the script all done? Yeah, I'm uh, going to work on a few scenes. Basically, it's going to be a very, like, stream of consciousness kind of... I don't want to say abstract, but more artistic. Mm-hmm. So, like, very few scenes are actually scripted. There's only, like, three or four dialogue sequences. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we're all casted up. Uh, there hasn't been an official announcement, but I can say right now the title is Blood Rites of the Vampire. I like it. It's going to star uh, an actress from back home named Vicky Bittis, who is in Dino Gore. It's going to star Anthony Mann, who runs Bleak House Records. Did, uh, he was in Terror of Dracula, which he directed. It's going to have Steve Kassan, who's in Creature from Cannibal Creek, and Luke Bernier, who's been in a bunch of stuff, including Slimoids. Mm-hmm. So we're all casted up. Is this a feature? Is gonna... to me, it's one of those things where it's like like said stream of consciousness, so however long it ends up being. That's what I always say in the show. I think uh, however long you need to tell a story works. Yeah, it'll be what it is. Because I know I always see movies where it's clearly just padded it to make it 90 minutes. And it'd be I'd like to. It was cut, you know? I'd like to reach 60 minutes. Yeah. Just so I can sell it as a feature, because features are easier to sell than shorts. Yeah. But however long it is, it's yeah. how long it is. What, what do you do with the ones? I know you said the ones are double feature, but... Uh, Slimeways is on a double feature. I just sell them. Like I that tell, one just... How did the double feature come about? Did um, someone else suggested? It? it was weird. I gave that movie to the distributor, who again, I can't name just yet. Yeah, they didn't like it at first. But then a friend of mine who makes movies as well, who's like in good with this company, mm-hmm. saw that I had handed it to them and said... You're trying to find a double feature for my movie that's too short. Why don't you put Slimoids on there, too? And he, it was months and months of them convincing them head guy, and finally he said, yeah, so that's how that came about. Yeah, that's cool. With, uh, like, Animator and Ouija Mummy, I flat out said, these are 16-minute movies. I'll give you as many bonus features as I can, but these are what they are. And they said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. What, what do you do for the, for the, the features? I mean, for the bonus stuff. Bonus features, uh, like, Animator had a making of made for it. It'll have a short film on it, too. Do you do that while you're making film a lot of stuff? And I try to. Yeah. I try to. It depends, like, if you have someone there shooting behind the scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, my, uh, I don't know. Ah, fucking what else? I don't care if I can. <laughs> I know that my short film, Flesh Flower, will be on it. Mm-hmm. Which, did I ever send that to you? No. No, that's one of my favorites. Uh, that's going to be featured on it, which I'm very happy about. I never thought it would get a release. Yeah. So. How long is that one? Uh, 13 minutes. Okay. It's a good short. Yeah. I remember seeing the poster. The poster was very cool. Uh, Annabelle did it. Yeah. yeah. She did the Ouija Mummy one, too, I believe. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Which, uh, have you seen the posters? Ouija Mummy just premiered yesterday in Florida. Oh, really? And they had the poster set up with these two, like, big Egyptian statues on both sides of it. it uh-huh. I was really pleased. I, I wish I was there. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. So, uh, we're here at Buffalo. So, um, any standout shorts or, or movies for you this week? Well, the big standout feature is the final interview. Yeah, I was. Um, it's amazing. I was, um, actually, I guess I shouldn't say surprised, but I was surprised that it, I liked it so well. Well, you know, like Fred's always been a really strong force in the indie mm-hmm. world, 
I haven't been a big fan. I love Selatrisica. Mm-hmm. This is the first movie of his where I watched it and I was like, I agree. And it's just, yeah. it's not, it's just a lot of his stuff is not stuff that I'm into. Yeah. That's not to say it's bad. No, exactly. It's, but it, it has its audience. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was for us for a second. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, if we didn't talk about it on video yet, but um, it's a really dialogue heavy uh, film, but it totally holds your interest. And it's basically two guys talk. I know there's other people, but it's mostly the two guys, and they're just like, great in it. Yeah. Both and, of them. And it's got Diane Franklin. Yes. Too. Yes. Which, I'm a big fan of Terror Vision, so that was cool for yeah. me. I was glad in the Q&A and stuff that uh, the younger actor who plays the uh, the killer also got a lot of love because I think some people will just think of the... Um, the main the, guy, yeah. Ranger Hines, who's great. Yeah. But I'm happy you mentioned what's the name, Damien... I can't remember his I last name. Remember, I was trying to hear because most people just call him Damien. Yeah. I was like, I wonder who's that. But he's the lead in Salaturcica, mm-hmm. so you should see that. Yeah, he said he's been on four. I think this is his fourth movie with yeah. uh, Thread. How about any shorts that stood out to you? Uh, shorts. Shorts. I really liked Tim O'Hearn's Mirror Mirror. Me too, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's uh, I the Beholder is one of my favorite Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, it was cool because when I talked to him during the breakfast, he brought it up. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm glad he did because, like, when I'm watching, it's like, oh, this is, you know, like the Twilight Zone. But, uh, you know, he, he told you that, so yeah. that was cool. Um, trying to think of, like, other ones. But I like that one a lot, too. I also like the, the creatures in it. I saw, I just saw Pterodactyl, which was all right, but needed a monster. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you felt about it, but I really liked that Catcher in the Rye movie. I didn't see it all, unfortunately. You didn't see it all? No, no it was... That's but my, I liked what I saw, and I, would, I wish we would have been able to stay for it. Catching the Rise is my favorite novel, mm-hmm. so this was the closest I'll ever come to see a film version of it. Yeah. It's the most illegal movie ever made, probably. <laughs> uh-huh. All the copyrighted music, film yeah. clips. I have a copy of it now, though, which is nuts. It's now a Yeah, like that a, was very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's crazy. If people who don't know, during the Q&A, it came up that, that he had a, this copy. and uh, They just gave it to me. Yeah, and then I, I saw afterwards, um, it was his wife, maybe, and yeah. he, she was like, you know, he wasn't kidding. You can, uh, yeah. <laughs> we have it, yeah. It, no, I'm so glad. I love it. It's yeah. a great. Uh, that was a great one. Um, Nefarious was okay. Uh-huh. I loved the last 20 minutes of it. Yeah. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah, I thought, yeah, actually, the and not, it took me a second, but yeah, it's the home invasion one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the yeah. The end was very cool. Great music. When, yeah, when the when everything kind of comes together when we give away the movie. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. I liked Echoes of Fear. I didn't see Echoes. Of okay, Fear, so. yeah, I liked it. Obviously, Widow's Point was a lot of fun yeah. on a big screen. Yeah, definitely. It was great meeting Craig Sheffer. Yeah, I almost like this his beat we're in Greg uh, Lamberson. Yeah, it's always great meeting Craig. Yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. No, no. Uh-huh. Of it um, uh, what are you looking forward to seeing for the rest of the week? Hmm. Well, um, we'll see the shorts. I really wanted to see the Frank Stein movie, um, Depraved. Depraved. I will unfortunately be missing it, I believe. But that was one of the main ones I was looking forward to. Yeah, that's why I'm here all week. Yeah, and Vortex, uh, the, the WTF movie. Yeah. I'd like to see that as well. Depraved, I'm excited for. I've never seen a Larry Fessenden movie. Mm-hmm. Have you? 
I've seen him in stuff, but I don't think I've ever seen a movie he made. He was in a movie I love called I Sell the Dead. Have you ever seen that with Ron Perlman and Angus Scrimm? Mm, no, but I should see it because I'm a big fan of Angus Scrimm and a, Ron Perlman. It's uh, Larry Fessenden and Dominic Monaghan are like grave robbers. Yeah. It's about their misadventures through the 1800s as they come across like one time. They Actually, I think I did see this Yeah, you mentioned it. Yeah, it's yeah. really fun. It's uh-huh. a fun little movie. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited for Depraved. Yeah, he was really good in um, We're Still Here, too. I need to see that. Yeah, that was. I think that was my favorite movie that year. Uh, I've heard it has like a really strong like Italian Fulci vibe to it. Yeah, I really, yeah. I really dig the whole thing because I think it's a good combination of both like the slow build and also you get to see the really cool uh, ghosts. Well, you know, Marcus did. Marcus Cook did the effects for those. Oh, really? Have you ever had him on your show? No. He'd be a good guest. Yeah, yeah, because the ghosts look great and the bill. Everything's good in it. So I need to see that. Who directed that? Um, I forget the um, George. Got a weird last name. He's a tall, bald guy. But uh, it was a fault movie I didn't like too good, unfortunately. But uh, George something or other. Mm-hmm. Look him up. But yeah, nah, I nah. think that was his first feature. Honestly, it looks cool. All the poster art. Yeah, yeah, I, I dug it a lot. How about just this year? What have been your favorite movies? Um, like just horror. Or in general? Yeah, I guess horror? this is a horror show. But anything is cool. Like anything genre related, I guess. So yeah. like uh, Godzilla, obviously. I love. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw one a few months ago that I didn't hear about prior, but I really liked called The Headhunter. Yeah, I wanted to see that, but it wasn't playing anywhere. It's like a weird slow burn. It's like a really weird movie, like so slow and so quiet. But then at the end, it just goes nuts with this creepy creature. Yeah. Um, I love Child's Play. I did, too. Yeah. I, I didn't understand so, why so many people hated it. I, I really yeah. liked it. And I liked that some people don't like because it, it was different, but I always think if you're going to remake something, you why just you? keep doing yeah. the exact same thing? So. I like that they made Chucky more sympathetic this time. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of soul to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, my favorite movie of the year, and I'm very unpopular for this, is Neil Marshall's Hellboy. I loved Hellboy. It's I, so good. I had I thought it was one of the most the most fun I had in the theater. And as a Dungeons and Dragons guy, there was so much stuff in there. I was like, oh my god, they've got a uh, they got Baba Yaga, and she's in the hut that's hopping around with the legs, just like the, the actual it, uh, legend. I saw an article that described it as like a teenage boy turning a heavy metal album cover into a movie. Right. And yes, yeah, that's what it is. And it's like just off. Fun, sincere, crazy monster match. I agree. And it was weird because I saw people like, oh, it's stupid because it's got Excalibur and King Arthur. And I'm like, it's a, it's it's a, awesome. it's a movie about like the, a demon a fighting de- monster. Right. Yeah. It's like, how, what realism is already in the movie? You yeah. draw the line at Excalibur? It's like, well, that's unbelievable now. I, I'm, I'm out of it. I love how shamelessly weird it is. Too. Uh, yeah. Neil Marshall is one of my favorite directors, like mm-hmm. The Descent, Doomsday. And I knew when he got signed on for Hellboy, it was going to be yeah. something awesome yeah i was i was sad that people didn't like it because i would like to see more of the uh, this hellboy well the cool thing i mean i love the other ones too oh yeah i like the other ones a lot but the cool thing with this is that since it's so close to the comics Mm -hmm. i could just pick up the comics and it feels like i am continuing okay i've never read the comics actually no this was a pretty good adaptation yeah i'd like to check those out but yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i loved it that's an awesome movie and i feel like I, I like the Del Toro movies a lot, but I feel like this captured like that gothic horror element a lot better, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. And did you like Baba Yaga? I don't know if you ever read anything about Baba Yaga. Oh, I've read like a lot of like the Russian mythology yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, she's awesome in the movie. Great makeup effects. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of a movie that came out in 2013 that doesn't get talked about much called Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Which, yeah, did you ever yeah, see that? Yeah, it had great witch effects, uh-huh. and she reminded me of like a creature right out of yeah. that. Yeah, I think the guy directed that. Did he make Dead Snow? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had him on the show, and he it was right before he made that. Um, but yeah, no, I love the Baba Yaga sequence. It felt like something out of Evil Dead mm-hmm. or Army of Darkness. Yeah, and she was really like grotesque, and which you don't always see like witches in movies. Something really cool about the guy who did all the creatures, Joel Harlow for Hellboy, is he used to do effects for low-budget movies in Florida. He did for Tim Ritter's Killing Spree. So when I talked about Hellboy when I was in Florida, Joel Weinkoop was like, yeah, that's Joel Joe Harlow who used to work on our movies. Nice. And, and Great Giants. Yes, the Giants. One Which of my favorite bands. never done very well, I think, in movies. One of my favorite bands is Muse. So when the giant sword came down and this Muse song started blasting yeah. over the fight scene, I was like, this movie has my heart, and I'm yeah. so... Then the whole end when he's got a flaming, you know, sword. Flaming sword. He's fighting the pig monster. Yeah, it's just totally insane and awesome. Yeah, it's like, if you don't... I don't know how anyone can not have fun with that. I don't either. I think people just went in, you know, wanting to hate it again. Yeah. It's a blast. Yeah. See it. If you haven't seen it, go out and buy it. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Are there any ones you're looking forward to for the rest of the year? Um, yeah, there were a few that I'm trying to remember now. Um, I wanted to see Ready or Not. I thought that looked good. I thought good. it looked good, too. Yeah. yeah. I think that came out Last this weekend, weekend while, we're, yeah, while, yeah. We're, while we're here. Maybe it'll be back home when I get there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other stuff. I don't know. While I'm thinking, what are some you're excited for? I want to see the second hit. I'm a fan yeah, of it. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. Uh, so, I like the I like the the original it and and the new one. I like that they're different. It's a different take on. I always really liked the effects of sorry the original it. Like mm-hmm. I love the stop motion spider and all yeah. those things. I just always thought that like even with the kids, there's this weird lack of chemistry between them. I can't mm-hmm. describe it. It's not that they're bad. It's just that they don't play off each other super well. Yeah. But like, in the new it, I thought they the played. kids were great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about the newest one was um, they didn't have any of the stuff about the imagination, like mm-hmm. the bike and, 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 the, and the acid spray. And I don't even know why that wasn't in it, because in the story, then they have to kind of use their childhood imagination to yeah. beat Pennywise again. I've heard of the turtles in the new ones. Oh, really? Yeah. It's int- it, I know he's like hinted at in the, in the first part. Yeah. You know, they have like the Lego turtle and stuff. Yeah. So that's interesting. And, and I, I think Pennywise, some people didn't like Pennywise in the new one, but... I liked him. Yeah, I think he, in a way he's closer to the book because he's more otherworldly. It's not... I mean, I really like Pennywise in the first one, but it's more of like a, an evil clown, like more of yeah. a human. Well, and this is more of like a some kind of creature that's pretending to be human. I was kind of confused on people when they were starting to make the new one, how people were kind of confused, about, not confused, but like worried about the casting. Yeah. And it was weird to me because I'd read the book and I thought to myself, well, in the book, I always thought of Pennywise less as a character. He's more of a special effect. He needs to be always changing. Yeah, because he's not... In the book, he's not always a clown. He turns into Rodan at one yeah, point. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, and a so mummy like, and stuff, yeah. I thought, like, it, Pennywise's success is always going to boil down to who's doing the effects. And I thought, like, the weird, shifty CG worked really good Yeah, because it's... Yeah, because it's... It's not quite right. He's not really... No, like what the eyes going wonky yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and even when his hand kind of breaks and you start to see what's underneath Yeah, and like stuff. the monster teeth. Yeah, I thought it was good. It's a fun movie. It reminded me a lot of one of the Nightmare on Elm Street sequels. Hmm, I could see that. Which, I saw, I read a thing recently where, I know it was Quentin Tarantino said that uh, that Penny, that whole It was just a rip-off of 
Friday 13th, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was like, that's a really big stretch. That's a big stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it was all because, like, a boogeyman. I'm like, well, then every, like, story that's ever been written is, like, a copy of And he's something. the one to talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, exactly. You can't be cut. Co- oh, when you actually take, you know, directly. I say that, you know, one of my favorites of the year is uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Yeah, Hollywood. I love that. That was one of the movies where after I watch, I think a lot about, which doesn't always happen. It made me happy. It was like a movie that yeah, has a really bittersweet feel yeah, to it. Yeah, and then the, once you see it and you see the end, the name of the movie like is perfect. It clicks. Yeah, and it's like, oh. It's the most uplifting Quentin Tarantino movie. It is. It's the one I could watch the most, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like other stuff that's coming out this year. It's hard because I, I get caught up on what's already out that I want to see. Yeah. Um, I need to see... Um, I'm sure I'm missing some like horror-related stuff that I wanted to see. I saw Crawl and I wasn't big on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did you like about Crawl? So there was this weird thing where it felt like they couldn't really decide if they wanted their alligators to feel like real world alligators or movie monster alligators. So they tried to do both. Yeah. So on one hand, you'll have alligators that are just kind of moving around being themselves. But you also have them have like weird glowing eyes and trying to hunt right. down them. Like, that's not what alligators do. So. Yeah. I, I liked it, but I do think it was overhyped. Also, like a lot of people saying it was. Basements in Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard because when I wrote like animator, I ended the script and nobody told me that there are no basements, basements in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the uh, the sequel to was it forty seven meters below or whatever. With I the, never saw the first one. The first one's a, it's better than I expected it to be. It's not like great or anything, but it's fine. This one, the shark's awesome in it. It's not a good movie, but mm-hmm. the shark is creepy looking because it's an albino shark. Cause awesome. It's, so it's like its eyes are white and everything. You know, I, I don't know if I'll ever see those movies, but I'll always say those movies are slightly inspiring because that is a director who started doing, like, low-budget camcorder movies. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Johannes Roberts. Yeah. Uh, he did a movie on high school called Demonic with Tom Savini. It was, like, shot in the woods on a camcorder, and now he's doing these. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, did you meet anyone this weekend that you haven't met before? It was cool for you to meet. Um... Yeah, I met Isaac Esbon, oh, yes. directed Parallel, which showed here. Yeah, oh, that was another movie I really liked. Yeah, that's a fun movie, and uh, great cinematography. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him a lot about that. He's a cool dude. Um, I'm trying to think of other... Uh, I had met Fred Vogel before, but we never really talked to the level yeah. we talked to. This is the first time I ever met him. Oh, no, I think I actually met him at a convention. So. He's a cool dude, too. Yeah. Um, met, briefly met Craig Sheffer. He was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and his dog. I didn't meet the dog. Oh, you didn't meet the dog. No, was it good? Yeah, it was good, a cute dog. Good yeah. dog. Yeah. I'm not much of a, I'm a cat person. Okay, person. I am too, but I do like small dogs. So. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other people I've met for the first time here. I don't know. Have you met anybody here so far? Uh, yeah, it was um, Lindsay Cat who uh, did the the, uh, oh, video. the music. Videos. Yeah, but she was great. She's really nice. We had breakfast this morning. Did a great video. She's friendly. But we've spoken yeah, she's, yeah, yeah. Um, really, everyone I met uh, was really cool. Usually, everyone at at festivals or this. I haven't been to a ton of film festivals, but this one always attracts so many awesome folks. Yeah, I have never met like an actual jerk here. Yeah, yeah. That's why I I uh, came back because I like the community aspect where it's a lot of the people that come back and yeah. and root for people to to do more stuff and I like yeah. that. There's this one and I, I go to Boston Underground Film Festival. Which is a similar idea, you know. It's all the Boston locals, and mm-hmm. 
which that's why uh, I probably am a little biased for Crawl because everyone was happy that it was it was two regulars for that convention that wrote it, yeah. and they were all happy for them because they sold you know you know it's a big movie made off their script. Oh, things that are coming out this year. I just remembered Crawl made me think of it. I don't know if it's coming out this year or early next year, but it's a sea monster movie. I'm trying to remember the title of it now, but it's got um, what's her face from Twilight in it. Kristen Stewart. Okay. And it's like this alien ripoff. Really? But with a sea monster. It's called Underwater. Huh, I don't think I've seen anything about this, but... Uh... I saw it and I thought, Kristen Stewart, what the fuck? So I watched the trailer <laughs> yeah. and I... Like, it's like they're being attacked by, like, sea Lovecraftian tentacle creatures. I love it, yeah. yeah and I'm like... And it's like a big budget movie? It's a big budget movie. And did I... This started about four years ago, maybe. Yeah. The return of the Hollywood B movie. Yeah, you yeah. remember when like B movies had real budgets? Yeah, and yeah. Released at theaters. Yeah, so, like yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, well, I'm, you've sold me already. So. Yeah, I don't think I've seen like a big sea monster movie in a long time. Yeah, like well, was, maybe ever. I don't know, <laughs> but I've seen sea, but like a big one. You know, I'm trying to think of like what. I don't. I can't think of the last big one. No, like maybe 1998 when Deep Rising came out. Yeah, probably. That's a fun movie. Yeah. So this is like, it's modern day with the... It's modern day and it has like Vincent Cassell in it. And yeah, it's just an alien knockoff, which is one of my favorite genres too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love alien knockoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that the, you like the alien knockoffs. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen Forbidden World? I probably have. The name definitely is familiar. It's a Corman movie for me. Oh, yeah. Too. That's what Sid, H- Sid Hagen, that? That's Galaxy That's Terror. Ga- that's what the, yeah, with yeah. the giant... Raping a worm. The maggot. <laughs> yeah. I'm not crazy about that one. But yeah, it's, for, uh, it's something. Forbidden World's awesome. Uh-huh. It's got one of the best ways to defeat a monster. Okay. You won't believe it when you see it. All right. You can spoil it for me. Oh, I can spoil it? Yeah. So basically, like, the mad scientist in it, they're trying to figure out how to stop this monster that he made on the space station, and he says... He's dying. He's like, I have a tumor. Feed it to the monster. <laughs> so they cut out his tumor and toss in the monster's mouth and it starts vomiting out all its innards. Nice. By the way, about mad scientists and Frankenstein, I always yeah. think Franken- Dr. Frankenstein doesn't get enough love because I think he's amazing. You know, even the original Frankenstein, that's a great villain. Colin no one, Clive. Yeah, yeah, no one really talks about that. Colin Clive, who should have had a bigger career. You know, he died shortly after Bride of Frankenstein because he was an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, but in the first Frankenstein, he has this great speech where it's like, I wouldn't care if they did think I was crazy. And, like, that's yeah. – he is the villain of that movie. But, my God, if, like, that movie does such a good job of making both sides equally yeah. sympathetic. Yeah. Well, that's – my favorite villains are ones that are sympathetic. Or, and at least in their mind, they're doing what's right. Every villain is the hero in their own story. Yeah. That, I don't remember who first said that, right. but that is so true. And it doesn't matter if your villain's a human being or a monster. You yeah. need to have that pathos, yeah. I feel. Yeah. And I'm sure there's examples of, of villains that are just pure evil. And, and like I probably Freddy like Krueger yeah, is a right. good one. Yeah, and I'm still Again, like him too. But. Dracula's best when he's kind of a bastard. Yeah, yeah. Although I, I do like a sympathetic Dracula. I like the I like the Coppola movie well mm-hmm. enough. Well, what are your thoughts on Nosferatu? Because that's probably my favorite. Uh, it's not necessarily Dracula. But. Uh, which one? The, the original one? one, yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie. Like, that's the main visual aesthetic I'm going for with this vampire movie. I love the 70s version, too. I do, too, with Klaus Kinski. Yeah, yeah. great. Because you think Kinski, you think crazy, over-the-top acting. Yeah. Like, he plays it so sad and mm-hmm. quiet. And I think there's, like, this kind of, like, noble patheticness to it. 
Oh, I really love that yeah. performance. And that the the black and white, you know, silent one, like it still holds it's up. Creepy. Just yeah, the visuals are one amazing. of the. As a kid, the shot where the Mina character looks out her window and looks across the street, and he's like staring at her through his window, yeah. is one of the scariest shots. I've yeah. Ever seen. yeah, and of course, you know, similar one in um, Salem's Lot, which is, is still my favorite movie. vampire yeah. is Kurt Barlow in he's Salem's awesome. Lot. Yeah. yeah, that movie was one of the few things that scared me as a kid, and a lot of it was the imagery and like mm-hmm. the old uh, Fangoria or Monster magazine, I forget which one it was. Um, maybe famous monsters of uh, Filmland. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was, uh, actually the one that scared me the most from that is the uh, the kid looking in the window. The little- uh, nothing gets me better than that. Jump scares don't normally get me, but the one in the prison cell when you mm-hmm. first see Kurt Barlow jump up. Yeah, I watched it again recently for the first time in a long time, and I think it still holds up. Yeah, it's brilliant. I need to get yeah. the Blu-ray. Yeah. What skit was that? And uh, Martin images from Martin in the magazine. It was uh, Martin's spin. brilliant. Yeah, that is Romero's most underappreciated. I agree movie. completely. Yeah, did that ever get a good I, release? I don't think so. I know that's if one where did, the lights are kind of tied up. Yeah, but yeah, it's a great movie, and I love you know people haven't seen. I love the ambiguity of it. Like, is mm-hmm. he or isn't he? Yeah, I love that. It kind of you know because Romero always had these themes in his movies of kind of. Uh, the death of magic or like the death of joy and wonder in the yeah. world. And like, there's this moment where Martin tricks his uncle who really does think he's a vampire and says, see, there's no such thing as magic. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that movie sums up all of Romero's themes in a way. I don't think people at the time probably figured out. Yeah. I think it's definitely a movie that's gained. You know, it's still never gained like a, a, a huge following. No, like so, <laughs> John, uh, John Amplis is so good yeah. at it. I wish he'd done more acting. Yeah, I know. Uh, I had him on the show. It was a cool interview. If you haven't heard that one. But, yeah. Um, it's funny. A friend of mine, he was in a movie. like a few little things, but nothing like where he's like the main star. Again. He was in a movie in the late 70s called Toxic Zombies. Uh-huh. It was about zombie hippies. And a friend of mine reached out to him about it yeah. for information about it. And he just said, I do not remember shooting that movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate, but yeah. yeah, at least he's honest. You know, yeah, I always love when actors are honest about stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, after the vampire movie, you have a mummy movie, you have a vampire movie in the works, you'd like to do a Frankenstein at some point, are there any other creatures or monsters you'd like to tackle at some point? I've done a werewolf. Done, oh, yeah, of course. I've yeah. done a mummy. I've done little creatures. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a vampire. Dinosaurs. I did dinosaurs. I sort of did Jekyll and Hyde, because okay. I played... Dr. Jekyll mm-hmm. in a movie. I don't know what's going to go on with it, but I shot that. Um, you need an alien knockoff. You need an alien knockoff. The next one is another kind of were creature. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Yeah, fair enough. That's all I'm going to say. It's another kind of were creature that I don't think has been done in a movie before. Oh, very good. Yeah. I thought of doing were cats, but I really love sleepwalkers. So maybe someday I'll do a were cat yeah. movie. You mean like when they get killed with an ear of corn? Yeah. <laughs> There's this shot in... That's a hilarious moment. There's yeah. this great shot in Sleepwalkers when Ron Perlman gets his fingers bitten off and it goes really close in on his mouth as he screams. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since... I remember the ear of corn. I don't remember that particular scene, but no? I need to rewatch it. It's good. I, I don't know. I was like... Yeah. I think you get old like me, you forget some of these things you watched many years ago. You know? I forget some stuff I watched yesterday, because mainly because I'm at a film festival. Yeah. I'm seeing I say that, stuff. but really, I probably do remember stuff I watched as a kid a lot more than stuff I watched yeah. recently. Well, also as a kid, everything is so much more memorable. Too, yeah, because yeah, it's the first time you've seen yeah. it, and you'd watch it over and over. Yeah. 
It's, I think it's like when you're interviewing uh, Tate Steisnick, you're talking about watching Pet Cemetery over and over again. Like, yeah. if that movie was released now, I doubt that. Like, it's still a really good movie. I just doubt that it would have the same effect. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's because there's so much to watch. Yeah. So, like, back then, like, a lot of times you'd rewatch stuff even if you didn't really like it. It was just because it would happen to be on. Well, that's the thing is that when I was a kid and I'd get a movie on DVD, even if I didn't like it much, I'd rewatch it over and over again because it's a new movie I own. Yeah, yeah, yeah and there's not a hundred hundreds of channels, and there's not the internet. Yeah. And well, it was an internet when I was a kid. I don't know about you. It's but. just like when you're a weird kid who likes these obscure like B movies. You take what you can get, mm-hmm. and if you're lucky, you'll find another on TV. Yeah, if you're lucky, right? Yeah, yeah and back then I would rewatch, give it more than one chance too. Like now, if I don't like some, sometimes I won't even finish it. But now then my, I would usually watch it a few times and decide if I liked it. Or not. Now my rule is. I'll watch it, and if I don't like it, I'll wait two years, uh-huh. and then I'll give it another shot. Yeah. And if I don't like it, then then. Yeah. Is there anything you remember that you did go back to, and then you're like, you remember not liking it, and like, hey, I'm wrong about this, I dig it? Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a few. The, the original Howling, mm-hmm. I remember not liking as a kid. I was the same way, actually, because yeah. I, I, I just <laughs> didn't really like it as a kid, and then I just didn't watch it forever. Then we... I watched it at a horror marathon. I was like, oh, this is a lot better than I remember. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is a lot better. It's a scary movie. Yeah. I think as a kid, I saw Joe Dante, and I thought it will be like Gremlins, but with werewolves. And yeah. no, it's... it's well, it came out the same year as American Horror, and I was such... Which a, is a better movie. Yeah, I loved it so much, and it probably affected how I thought of it. But, you know, when you're not watching back-to-back, it's you know different experience. American Horror is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of my favorites, too. It's a... I still think the best uh, transformation scene ever. I think it's the best horror comedy because, like, yeah, I agree with that. The comedy is hilarious, but it's also a scary movie. Yeah, like, I always think the best horror comedy it has to work also as a horror movie. You can't make a joke out of your villain. Yeah, and I feel like the werewolf in that movie yeah. is and, terrifying. And and the humor and it's very straight. Yes. So like you can you can watch and probably not even notice it at some level, but and if you're watching it, like. I'm a, make it laugh. And I'm a, I have a strong affinity for movies that are really, like, berserk. So, like, the nightmare scene with the Nazi mutants. Oh, yeah, it's like, totally insane. It's, well, why is it really even in it? But, but then you but watch it, it again, and then you catch on, like, oh, wait, he's Jewish. So, mm. like, this thing that's now inhabiting his body is going to play on that fear. So, yeah, yeah that all works when yeah. you think about it. It's weird because I love that movie so much, but it's not my – I don't really care for the look of the werewolf in it. It grew on me. Yeah. I didn't like it the first time around, but – like, I prefer wolf men. I do too, yeah. But when you look at the werewolf in American Werewolf in London as, like, the absence of humanity, mm-hmm. it makes sense that it yeah, would be. Yeah, that's true. It's more beast-like. Yeah. And, yeah. It's the absolute antithesis of what humanity is, mm-hmm. which I think is cool. I think it's such a good movie. I can't wait to get that Arrow release. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Wolfen came out the same year, which another movie I didn't like, but I haven't watched it. Uh, I probably should rewatch it. It's pretty good. It's not yeah. a werewolf movie, right. but it's good. Yeah. Have you read the book? No. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. How about other werewolf movies? I'd probably ask you, but... Yeah, no, I, don't, I love werewolf movies. Yeah. Um, Silver Bullet. Like, Silver Bullet's a great one. Not a great werewolf, yeah. but... Um, no. It's really underrated one. It's like Bad... I forget Bad, bad Moon? Movie. Yeah. With Michael Perry. Yeah, it's not the best, but it's a very underrated, I think. Yeah, that's a really cool one. It's got a sweet werewolf, too. Yeah. Um, the original Universal Wolfman, but also mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies... And I think it's such an underappreciated film is the remake of The Wolfman. I like it, too. It's so I'm, good. I always thought I was like the only person who liked the movie, but yeah. It's it's weird that Universal did it. They made a reboot attempt, and it was a real horror movie. Yeah. It was rated R, mm-hmm. treated the monster with a ton of respect, 
Nobody saw it. Yeah, I didn't. I, I never understood the hate for that movie. I really yeah. liked it. I think it's because people saw the theatrical cut, and the director's cut is a lot better. Yeah. So I don't know. It was the first R-rated movie I saw in a theater. Oh, too, really? So I have a ton of affinity for it. Yeah. Were your parents okay with that? You seen my dad was. Yeah. <laughs> it was never an issue for me. So my mom. I remember going to see our movies with my friends, and I would have to tell them stories of another movie so they could tell their parents that, that we went to see another. My mom has a strong. My mom is okay with. Was always okay with it. Yeah. She just had like an issue with violence sometimes. Oh wait, let's see here. Are we gonna get anything? Oh, I thought you were coming. Oh, thank you. Do you want to come in and say hello? We're gonna get. We're gonna get. We're going to get. Uh, I'm saving it for tomorrow. Do not cut this out. All right. Um, uh, yeah, the Wolfman remake. I adore. Great makeup too. Um, yeah, and Shirk Baker. Um, the Universal Black and White Werewolf of London. Uh-huh. That's a great one. Yeah. Hammers. Because it's me. You don't have any films in this. Yeah, he's he's, he's interviewing he's, you about your film. Well, we've talked. <laughs> That's a good point. No, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Hammer's Curse of the Keep that in. <laughs> Hammer's Curse of the Werewolf with all. Yeah, of I love. Reed. Yeah, I'm a big fan of all of Reed anyway. But yeah, and uh, the movie's yeah. great. It's a weirdly structured movie because it's almost like a history of werewolfism through the years, mm-hmm. which I think is a really cool approach. Um, I love The Howling 2. It's not a good movie, uh-huh. but it's a really fun one. That's not the three is the marsupials. Three is the marsupials. <laughs> Two is the one with Christopher Lee and Sybil Day. Yeah. Don't just leave Michael O'Hare's camera sitting around where anyone can grab it. I'm sorry, Greg. <laughs> I don't know why I'm turning it on. Don't cut this out either. Oh, <laughs> um, it's in a little Ollie. I don't know. What are some other werewolf movies you love? Oh, uh, wow. Um, well, you've named, like, all the real ones, I think. Um, oh, um, Dog Soldiers is good. Oh, yes. I'll... Yeah, that's probably, like, maybe my favorite looking just... They're so the gangly and yeah. cool looking now. Yeah. It's really good. I'm trying to think of ones that you haven't mentioned. You mentioned, like, the ones that I really dig. So. Yeah. There's, like, uh, a recent one called Late Phases. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. With the older werewolf. Yeah. Um... I think of other ones. Wolf Cop. I didn't like Wolf Cop. I didn't either, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like it should have just been a straight movie about a werewolf cop. Uh, right. But um, whatever, what do I know? Yeah. Um, now people seem to love it, so. Yeah. Um, I guess we could get into, like, movies that have werewolves in them, but mm-hmm. aren't necessarily, like, Monster Squad. Uh, FDR, American Badass. Haven't seen it. I'm, I'm a big fan. Um... It looks it's very funny. dumb. I look but, very boss a, work. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like the movie about waxwork as a great werewolf. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. But the were—I knew you mentioned Monster Squad. Can't remember. Oh yeah, the werewolf school. Yeah, Wolfman's getting yeah. arrows. Yeah. I've never seen Company of Wolves, but I've always loved that image of the wolf coming out of the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. If, I probably saw it at the time, but it's been a while. Yeah, Neil Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know when we talk about mummies, I always thought one of the most underrated-looking mummies is the mummy in Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Yeah, yeah that's a great segment. That's my yeah. favorite. Uh, no, it's not my favorite segment, but it's my favorite creature. Yeah, he looks, so it looks great, yeah. I think it's one of the best-looking zombies. I mean, the best-looking mummies. Yeah, my uh, Monster Squad, again, has a great mummy. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, Bill. Do you mind if we take a picture here? Oh no, of course oh, not. Okay. okay. Uh, All right. Well, well, let me just wrap up real quick. Or, no, I don't need. Oh, you don't need to. Need to? Oh, okay, we don't need to move. move? Oh, okay. Oh, they're just gonna use the corner. Okay. Um, here are the mummies. Um, I mean, 
I always love car racing, you know, Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. Uh, Christopher Thanks. Lee. Yeah, no problem. The Christopher Lee mummy is great. Mm-hmm. I know you're not a big fan of the movie, but I love the Tom Cruise mummy a lot. Okay. I yeah. Well, I do it. think she looks great. Yeah. Not, yeah. And not just yeah. because she's pretty, but because she's actually no, a cool yeah. creature. Yeah. I think that movie does a really... It's got its faults, I'll always admit. But one of the cool things about it is they managed to have a female creature... Where there's kind of this eroticism element to her, but they kept her kind of grotesque. Too. Mm-hmm. Like she still has the big gashes in her flesh. Yeah. Like they didn't, they didn't over. Yeah, it's not just it. totally sexy movie. Yeah. yeah, no, and I, I think that she's a great creature and a mm-hmm. good villain too. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the Brendan Fraser movie? I hate it. Yeah. Good, I, good. I'm not. I hate it. it. Yeah, I hate it because first of all. The mummy doesn't show up till an hour in. Yeah. Second of all, he never has bandages, so he, no. you've already got already yeah. lost a big chunk. He's just like a wizard or whatever, yeah, like whatever a, the hell he's supposed it's to be. It's like, uh, and I like the warlock movies, but it felt like a warlock yeah, movie yeah. in Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's just this weird adventure movie. And I don't like Brendan Fraser very much. No, I don't either. Steven Sommer's movies are not very much my cup of tea. Yeah, I remember when I went to see the the remake Mummy you just mentioned with uh, Tom, Tom Cruise. I remember hearing someone saying, oh, re- this is a remake of the Brendan Fraser movies. I was like, oh, you idiot. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Moron. I think another thing that I really like about the uh, Tom Cruise Mummy is it kind of had that monster mash vibe to it because it had Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, and yeah, that's true. Like, it felt... It felt more like a real Universal monster movie than the Brendan Fraser ones did. Yeah. This just reminded me of a story. One time I was taking an Uber ride home, and it was from, um, I think it was it was 12-hour uh, Halloween marathon we go to. And um, one of the movies was Frankenstein, so he's asking what we saw. And I was like, oh, for original Frankenstein. And he's like, oh, yeah, I think I was a young. He was probably like in his maybe 20. He's like, oh, I saw the original one. It was, um, it was black and white. And he started explaining it, and I'm thinking, Oh my God, he's explaining Young Frankenstein. <laughs> oh my God, which is a great movie. It is Still, a great movie, but, but I just thought I didn't want it. I didn't even know where to begin to explain. I was like, yeah, yeah it's that's a, a parody. Good movie. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite Frankenstein movies outside of the Universal ones? Oh, uh, okay. Um, hmm, my favorite Frankenstein. Uh, the I know Greg mentioned it. The one that's made for is a made for TV one. It's like a mini series. Oh, the true story. Yeah, where he's like rotting through. The yeah, whole that's, that's a, a good movie. Brilliant film. I actually liked the De Niro one, and a lot of people like it. I liked it. I like it well enough now, but as a kid, and still to this day, I really do not like Kenneth Branagh as Doctor Frankenstein. I think okay. he's too handsome. Maybe he's like yeah, too like a that. pretty boy type. He yeah. should be like. I mean, I think of Peter Cushing. I think of like. This kind of disheveled, mm-hmm. thin guy. I have to admit, I've not seen a lot of Hammer movies, which I'm trying to to watch now. Because you need to. I didn't grow up watching, and my brother loves them, so I'm not really sure how I didn't. You watch should do them. like uh, with that for October or something. If you don't have plans, you should do like a Hammer Spotlight on without your. That would head. be nice. Yeah. yeah. You could get like uh, Caroline Monroe. And yeah, I've, I've talked to her about coming on, and it was really weird because she wanted to do a video interview. But she wasn't really big on doing the podcast, which usually would be the other way around. Like yeah. people like, oh yeah, we can do a phone interview, but uh, but it would be better. If, uh, but I'd have to be somewhere where she was. You've had Josh Kennedy on your podcast. Yeah, why don't you, he's always doing podcasts with Veronica Carlson? Yeah, so. actually, uh, yeah, she's going to be on. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, have you seen any of the ones she's made? I've, I've got a list of them. I'm going to be watching. Oh, them. dude, man, yeah. if I could talk to Veronica Carlson, I'd be all over like horror of Frankenstein, man. Yeah, oh, I'd be geeking out. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. It's gonna be a, that's kind of what uh, 
motivating me to watch all the. I've always wanted to watch them anyway, but because I did watch uh, the original. Um, is it uh, the Gorgon movie? The Gorgon, yeah. which is a great movie. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Um, have you seen uh, any of the Dracula ones? Um, no, I no. feel terrible saying that, but yeah, gotta change it. Yeah, Christopher Lee's my Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. my brother's favorite is uh, Frank Langella. That's a good one. So mm-hmm. I'm just getting a blue right now from Scream Factory with terrible cover art. Yeah. But I'm excited to yeah. see it. There's not as many Frankenstein movies. Um, have you seen the Bernard Rose one? I feel like we talked about that. It has Tony Todd and Carrie Ann Moss. I don't think so. It's like modern day and has to do with cloning. Mm-hmm. And it does the true story thing where he starts off handsome and then rots. Yeah. I like the uh, the BBC show that was on. I, only, I think it was just two seasons. Oh, is that the Frankenstein Chronicles? Yeah, I think so. With Sean Bean? Yeah, where he's the detective. I didn't see it. I really liked it. I mean, it's a lot different than, but it was, I, I dug it. Did you ever watch Penny Dreadful? Yeah. I loved Penny Dreadful. Yeah. I, have to, I, I didn't finish her for some reason, but I, I should go back and watch it all. Yeah. Um, but yes, you have a movie showing here, or has shown here. Yes. Yeah, it was, uh, I was really overwhelmed by the, uh, the response. People really liked it. So what was like the genesis of that? I want to I want to know everything there is to know about it. Okay, first was, of all, what's the title again? Umbilicus Desidero. Perfect title. It is. Which it took me. I used to. I had a bookmark on my computer because I could never remember it. Yeah. And so, uh, and then I had to. I had to like research how to say the name, but uh, which is a terrible thing for my own movie. But but then I after I got to remember. It. So three years ago, I was very sick. I had uh, diverticulitis, and then my colon perforated, and I became septic, so all the bad things in your body are escaping your body. Uh, so emergency surgery removed 14 inches of my colon. I woke up with a colostomy bag. And so in and out of uh, hospital for, for months, lots of painkillers, rehab, bleeding out, almost dying many times. Uh, then three years later, just last year, actually right after I was here, uh, I was I wasn't very I wasn't doing very good when I was here, but I got very sick when I got home, and I had multiple uh, hernias from from the surgery years before, and one very big hernia which was a uh, strangulating a strangling hernia and had a bowel blockage, and they physically pushed all my intestines back in, which is not a good time. I don't, I don't suggest it. <laughs> I will. I'll yeah. think of your suggestion. And so it was from there, like, well, you, they have to do surgery, but for the surgery, you know, they would like me to get healthier. And so that's when I changed my lifestyle and lost a lot of weight. And um, so then, so anyway, so I get the surgery to fix all the hernias. And part of that surgery is I lose the belly button. Yeah. And so uh, I, asked, I asked the doctor if they kept the belly button because I was like, I'd like to make a wallet with it. I was being, you know, I wasn't serious, but then he just gave me a blank, blank look, and he was just like, "No, we have to send all the tissue out." To, and I was like, "That wasn't serious." But yeah. well, I would have been, you know, I was half serious. If, I was if hoping he was going to say, actually, it, yeah, yeah. Then, uh, then that would have been a different story. Yeah. But, so anyway, so it was. Uh, I try to be upbeat about it, which I am now, but but still, it's you know, major surgery, and you know, you lose part of you, and also. So Michael uh, Epstein was like, let's make a documentary about it. He told me after it was part of the the reason. He's like, I thought it would, you know, cheer you up if we did something fun with this. And so you haven't seen it yet? No, I have not. I so, want to. I'm going to have to spoil a little bit of it for you. Okay. Because I sell it as a very realistic documentary. It's not. It's it's basically a mockumentary, and we have fun with it. It's totally true, but 
I play up uh, about the loss of the belly button being a lot more to me than than it what than it has. Yeah, but which is always fun for me. When, but when I go in, I'm both like it's fun to see when people start to laugh when they realize you know this is because I play very very straight. Yeah, and uh, everyone laughed here at all the right time. So I was like, oh good, people people got it. And uh, so yeah, made, uh, Sophia uh, filmed it and uh, Michael directed and edited it all together. Um, all my lines are ad lib, so when you watch it, you, you can know all, all my lines are ad lib. The, uh, we filmed it during Boston Underground Film Festival. I was sleeping on their couch. Mm-hmm. And so we filmed uh, the, the interview parts, filmed in their, like almost in their kitchen, next to their kitchen. And then all the rest of the stuff we filmed uh, at various locations during the festival, at after parties and walking around Cambridge. So people who know Cambridge, you'll see a lot of uh, uh, stuff that's in around Harvard. And uh, it's only four minutes long, but it's very it's it, it came out excellent. And I I am a person who doesn't like seeing myself or hearing my voice. So instead of being biased, where anything I'm in I think is awesome, it would probably be more the opposite. Anything I'm in, I would tell people not to watch. But uh, even though I'm in it, I, I thought it came out great. And I really liked it. Ever since then, you've been in how many movies on top of that? Uh, yeah, so it was like cool. I was in um, Cool Cell cool Two, um, Bad Art Cops, which. I'm really dying to see this. I filmed this a while ago. Who directed that? Um, Sam Varanay, who's a local Boston. Uh, he does a, like science fiction stuff. Mm-hmm. And I really like the premise. It's a dystopian future where art is outlawed. And so I play the critic who goes and I deem if the art is, is uh, unlawful or not. And so, uh, so if I don't like the art, I, I blow it away with guns. And then I sentence the artist of the prison. So that's all I know because I don't. I, I wasn't given a script. I was given my lines, yeah. and I showed up for my scene. I would have been there for the rest of it. It's not like I just showed up and like oh, I'm out of here. Forget this. But it was. Uh, they were filmed somewhere else. Oh well, yeah, I want to see it too. Hey, your bit in uh, Cool Cell Two was really funny. I like. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. How'd that come about? Did James just come up to you and? Uh, say- yeah, we were at a festival. We were at a convention together, Mad Monster Party. And uh, yeah, he just came up, and there happened to be, uh, there happened to also be a guy. I don't want to give it away, but he's cosplaying as as a monster in this movie. But he just happened to do that at the convention. It wasn't like he did that for the movie. Yeah. And James, I, I this is his deal. He just made up a scene on the spot, and we filmed it. He knows how to take advantage of a good situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, my brother's in it too. He plays wow. he plays one of the four guys that tell me to to go pick brothers up. Troy. Yeah, Troy. Troy. Yeah. Terrible Troy. Terrible Troy. Terrible yeah. Troy. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a fun movie, too. So, yeah. you guys, it's on Vimeo On Demand now. Yeah. So. I might as well stay here because I don't think it's going to happen. But um, if it happens, I'm going to be in the new Joel Reed movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, he told me that I reminded him of this character as a real person he knew. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then he explained to me it was. And he's like, ah, it's a grotesque. Uh, a grotesque porn peddler in the seventies who has a sadness to him, and I was like, oh, "Okay, great." I, that's the part that always gets me when you explain that is with a sadness yeah. to him. That's I I use that phrase because that's what he said. He didn't say like a, a sad porn peddler. Yeah, with a sadness to him, which I think is a peculiar thing to even well, say. It's, it's a, like a weird phrase, but for, for Joel Reed, it's weirdly poetic. Yeah, yeah, with a sadness. Yeah. To him. So I was that like, sounds like a good character to play. Like a fun yeah, role. I would totally, yeah. I totally, I actually even sent him pictures of me trying to encompass the uh, the character, and he said perfect. But yeah. he said I'm just not old enough. But he said we can uh, we'll gray my hair for it. 
You never know, though. It may happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I would let the beer grow great because it is great, but I've got just ferment in it. <laughs> I, it looks perfectly natural for what it's All right, worth. yeah. It leaves a salt and pepper kind of yeah. thing going on. So is there any other, like, filmmaking that you want to do in the There future? is. Uh, I think, I think we can talk. I can talk not really much about it, but I uh, – because they've talked it, – it's on Facebook. Um, not really any details, but uh, I'm going to be making a feature with uh, Michael and Sophia. Yeah. Uh, do you have an idea of when you'll be shooting? Uh, the plan is in November and then in February. So if everything goes – Also oh, two shoots. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. And that's going to be in L.A.? Part of it will be in LA and part will be somewhere else. Oh, nice. I can t- I'll tell you up here. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. No, yeah. sorry, I'm just. I no, no, but, but yeah. it, it's cool because uh, had, he had mentioned it, but not really any details. And then uh, I had mentioned it too. And then, like, he would reply, it's like, oh, well, tell me who you're making it with. And I was like, oh, you wouldn't like these guys. And so it was like an in joke on Facebook that probably no one knows what the hell we're just like, yeah, it's two weird guys talking. But yeah. Oh, well, you know, whatever you're in, I want to see it. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate they're that. They're fun. One of the most fun personalities I know. I appreciate that. And I, I want to be in a, in a Zeb Godin movie at some point. Oh, you know, I have a camera right here. And okay. I've got some uh, fake testimonials to fill out for the end of Dino Gore. All right. So. I'm totally down. Is that a good spot to end the interview? Yeah. Cool. Well, well, real quick, is uh, where can you follow yourself? You can find me on Facebook. I'm pretty accessible. Seb Godin. That's S-E-B-G-O-D-I-N. There are Facebook pages for Melting Man Films, for like Animator, for Ouija Mummy, for all of my movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Instagram. You can mention you can message me there. I don't use it very much. Uh, otherwise, just yeah. find me on and Facebook. While you're here, I do want to say something. There's a few times I've said stuff, and I think you've, you've taken me a little more serious than I am. It was just like I, I, I said something about some movie. Uh, um, what was it? Uh, Twin Peaks. And you were like, uh, I was. I said like, anyone who likes us or just pretending, like whatever. And you and uh, you, just for anyone who does follow me on Facebook, a lot of times if I say something, there's. It's There's a little bit of truth, but it's usually like me just being ninety percent of the time it's bullshit. Right, yeah. right, right. Someone once told me if you can't wow them with wisdom, befuddle them with bullshit. Yeah. One of my friends, one of my favorites, Simpsons quotes, mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy, which is, "The following is based on truth. By truth, I mean lies. They're all lies, but they're entertaining lies, and that's all that matters." <laughs> right. So, and I think it's easier in person. You could tell yeah. if someone's you know being a goofball or not, yeah. as opposed to just typing something. Oh, you can lose so much in translation. Yeah. But anyways. But I also like the f- – I suggest following Seb because you'll f- he just watches tons of movies. I just don't stop. No, and then, like, you can find, like, cool new things you might want to check out. And sometimes you'll hear opinions you never thought a human being would have. Yeah, which I appreciate because I don't – I'll be honest. I don't always agree with you, but it's cool that you're honest on your with your own opinion. I mean, why Why would well, you? Wouldn't you yeah. be, but it would be odd, I guess. But yeah. But it's cool that you have a different opinion from everybody else. Yeah, I try. Or you have your own opinion. It's not always different. But. No, I don't. I don't aim to be a contrarian. You're right. But yeah, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, it's great, and I'm sure we'll do this more. Absolutely, I'm always available. All like right. always, I'm so lonely. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna invite Seb over. Well, I do have plans to do some video shows. Uh, I'm making a studio. A studio. It's basically a bookshelf behind me. Already right, have me on like a screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll do that. that All right. Fun. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Let's get out of here. Let's get out. Hey, this is Alan Troutman, and you are listening to WithoutYourHead.com. I don't know how you can listen without your head, but there you are. Good evening. 